Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Old World Lives, a Warmer Fantasy Battles podcast. I'm Christopher, and with me tonight I got Jimmy. Hello everyone. And Christopher. Ahoy hoy. And this episode will be a bit of a pre-recorded fest, because we are going to talk with Nicholas and Jimmy about their little trip to the UK. We're going to talk about our little... We're going to talk about our freeway. Yeah. Our freeway yeah. in the dungeon. Yeah. That's probably the most indelicate way of putting it. The freeway that made me a freeway. And we also have a nice interview with Andre with about the gaming scene in Poland and events they're currently running there, which is a really nice interview. And I hope you like it too. And uh, with that said, do we have any hobby updates? Let's start with Prell. I have put down the base layers on my new Necrog Vampire Thrall, and I am doing another Blood Dragon in Golden Armor this time, after talking to Christopher and Jimmy on how to actually do gold without getting a bit too overbearing or too old and torn down. Jimmy, how much have you done this time? Well, what haven't I done this time? I recently managed to finish my Goblin Army, well, most of it. Uh, Like, uh, finished painting 130 Night Goblins, 38 squigs alongside with their handlers, four rock lobbers, a giant, six snotling bases, six trolls, and a couple of heroes in, uh, I think, within the past three weeks. So I've been doing a lot. Yeah, you really yeah. have. <laughs> and have. Uh, why did you have that uh, pressure to finish it yeah, off? It was because uh, I had to prepare my army to face Niklas in our mini campaign with my goblins facing the Kislevs and uh, some well, uh, Ducks of War allies in a small campaign in the Forchikova area in, uh, in Kislev. Wanna give any spoilers? Because we might discuss that in the next episode. No, no. I'm gonna stay away from spoilers, actually. Shit got real? Oh yeah, it was a great battle. I do I... have one question. You don't Shoot. have to answer it. Did you, and this is serious, I need to know, the fans need to know. Did you or did you not write Zuka Gislev on your Doom Gliders? I did not because I had no Doom Divers. That is correct. Okay, I'll accept it. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, I mean, come on. The fanatics could have it on their balls. Yeah, true, true. Cool. So we don't have anything new to talk about, right? There's been nothing game changing, world embracing. Speak, speaking of fanatics. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> I actually yeah. have a progress. Oh, sorry. It's uh, so insignificant that it just getting passed over. <laughs> I am in full bloom painting my Spearman regiment, or 20 of them, moment. Sweet, yeah. Since I replaced all the shafts of their spears with uh, metal rods I got from Jens, which is really nice because they were a bit wonky, but that's not totally uncommon when it comes to <laughs> rustic or similar materials. Yeah. I'm also uh, working through some layering on uh, the blood in my little shrine I'm building. That's uh, the final details on that one, and it will be finished sooner rather than later as well. And now, speaking about fanatics, have you seen the new fanatics, guys? In Age of Sigmar, the Moon Clan Grots are getting a new update, which is the Gloom Spite Gits. So it's pretty much Night Goblins in Age of Sigmar. And I'm happy of this because I can use these new models in older game systems. Uh, So they're releasing new, great-looking fanatics. Uh, There's even one sprawling on the base, puking his guts out because he's so high on mushrooms. Love that one. 
Uh, one one thing, yeah, and uh, I know there's one thing on the new fanatics. On one of the balls, there is a face like push molded into it from a Stormcast Eternal. Yep. It's a kind of funny thing. I will cover it up when I get mine uh, because I don't want any Age of Sigmar things in my fantasy armies. Hell, just put just put a handlebar mustache on it and like like a monocle, and then you can say it's some rich, crazy Marian burger gone bad. It uh, kind of looks like uh, a face mask from the Tomb Kings, otherwise. That's true. My favorite goblin, and I know no one asked, is the guy who got stuck inside of a squig with his legs and arms sticking out, trying to pull himself out. Yeah, so they're also getting new squigs, like Krell just now mentioned. Uh, new squigs and squig herders. Lovely models. Uh, one of them even has a little snail on its base. Uh, there's new squig hoppers too. And apparently you can build them as either ordinary squig hoppers or squig hoppers with lances. So I'm going to stick to the old, to the classic squig hoppers. But lances looks great if you're going to build a big boss on a giant squig with a, with a spear. And just use the lance as the spear. So it's going to be a great kit for conversion. Jimmy, you have a lot more experience than me in this matter. and Probably Chris has a lot more experience than me. Can I just ask, as someone who has very little interest in Age of Sigmar, does the fact that all the new models are adapted to round bases mean that it's harder to line them up to keep their informations, or is it easily amended? I think it might be easy to fix. Uh, it depends on how much space they need to take up. Uh, the squig hoppers, is gonna, I think they're going to be fairly easy to align alongside uh, normal squigs. But it depends on how broad the normal squigs are when you put them on the small 20 millimeter square bases. Uh, I will look into this eventually because I want my squigs in plastic. So in a couple of months when I buy mine, you'll know. Little did you all know that Jimmy had already bought everything that he could all the time. No, you have so much more budget. (laughs) It's in my budget. You have so much more self-restraint than me. Because I just go out and buy everything and then probably sell it off in two and a half years and I forgot why I bought it. <laughs> buy, bought it. I might buy them kind of fast when they're released, but it will take some time for me to start build and uh, paint them because I want to enjoy the, the ones I, I recently made. But uh, there's also uh, some new terrain coming up. Uh, the Bad Moon Loon Shrine. It's a lovely piece of uh, terrain with some moons, the typical Night Goblin Bad Moon atop of a cave entrance and there's mushrooms everywhere and it looks kind of big for a train piece too i think it's about the same size as the uh, what's it called the herdstone yeah i think so and it bodes well that they're making these for different factions yeah the herdstone oh, yeah. is like a really iconic piece that works with all the beastmen and i think the one yeah. you mentioned as well it's going to tie into any army for the new or old world yeah and so I is mean, the shipwreck don't get me started on this <laughs> Just for you, I rewatched Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers today, and it was worse than I remembered. You're welcome. I've got to ask, about this new terrain piece for the goblins, did you see it rise? Have you seen a bad moon rising? I have never seen a bad moon rising. Ever. I mean, um, somewhere, I guess. Well, we, are, we are not amused, yeah, I hear. Yeah, I know. What do, what do you think uh, about uh, the endless spells, then? I'm not... Terrain pieces? No, I'm, I, I, I will not get this. Uh, I, I don't like like any of them yet, that is. Because, yeah, a, a big mushroom, floating moon, a couple of spiders. The cauldron with spider legs is kind of cool, though. 
the spider my... tide is quite badly sculpted. Yeah. 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 But I mean, for like the spider tide, do we really need that from GW? I'm guessing they're selling this as a kit, but that one you can just sell on on Swedish eBay Tadera because there's so many better options now. And also yeah. know for a fact that you can like hand sculpt beautiful spiders without even like you're some arcane creator yeah. god. You just create beautiful bases of swarms without even intending to. Can you get like a spider roller from Green Stuff World? Maybe so. I suppose if you're lucky. If uh, these kind of uh, things keep coming out of GWs, they probably will make one. But the spiders look a bit too clunky and similar in shape to make it interesting yeah. to die. They look like a, a bad CGI movie. Yep. <laughs> so basically, they're the Transformers one of new spells. No, they're basically the movie <laughs> Eight Leg Freaks. Yeah, oh, that's no. the one I was thinking of. At least it's not the evolution of of terrain with David Duchovny just before he like reinvented himself in Californication. I really love that movie just because who could who could have known that Head and Shoulders shampoo was that versatile. I don't know if that's like a really sly reference to War of the Worlds or if they just honestly ran out of ideas. No, uh, Yeah, but I mean, I'm super happy for Jimmy and I'm sad because he's created so much beautiful things from the older cats and I understand that the need, the burning incense that need within him is to buy these new things. But Night Goblins are really iconic and needed an update. And now we're going to have a wide swathe of selections from which to choose. So oh, yeah. congratulations, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, to Jimmy's uh, family, significant others, and anyone around him is any way financially inclined or connected to him. I apologize. I feel for you. And uh, I might be wishlisting, uh, but there might be new trolls coming up. Uh, maybe new snotlings. We don't know yet. But there's going to be a bunch of new magic users for the night goblins to use. So oh, yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. The worst thing would be if the troll actually looks like the troll in the, that kit that came out with the Moonclan I think I think they're going to look like the troll uh, from the uh, the second season of Warhammer Underworlds. Uh, from that's the, a horrible uh, troll. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I just want less mushrooms on it. Otherwise, I would love to use it as a normal <laughs> troll. I just wanted to check instead of just asking you guys, like I always yeah. do. All of the trolls on the webpage are temporarily out of stock or not available. Yeah, yeah. And you can't even buy the vomiting troll anymore, can you? I missed that sculpt. Wait, vomiting troll? Do you talk about the uh, the river trolls? Yeah, there used to be like a troll sculpt. Maybe my friend just painted it in traditional troll colors that was vomiting, just like from the Warhammer Fantasy 6th edition rulebook. We have like a troll oh, bombing it against there, people. There, that is from the plastic uh, river troll kit. Oh. Yeah. The fat trolls. One of them can have vomit from his mouth. Give us a summary what you think about them. The kids. Oh, what I've seen so far, I love what I've seen. Uh, the updates are so true to the old, well, let's say, artwork from like early editions of Warhammer. It is, uh, it's magical. It's, it's mystical. There's mushrooms everywhere. And I love it. Uh, it, it uh, the new models makes me think of the the Revening Hordes uh, front page. That's what I'm thinking about when I look yeah. at these models. It's nice to see that they're still getting to keep their identity while being updated yeah. with gorgeous new new yeah. sculpts. Exactly. So they are they are true to their predecessors, uh, even if the let's say. Uh, this uh, Skagroth the Loon King, the new special character for these goblins slash grots. He has a lot of things going on on him, but I still love the model and I 
will most likely use it as a base of a conversion for something for my own. I'd say with another paint job, it could almost be a Tomb Kings inspired. Yeah, I agree. As well, They're thinking about his little beard that keeps turns his face into a moon. Yeah. He's, ask, mim- yeah. he's mimicking the southerners. Was there ever rules in Warhammer Fantasy for the Arabi? For like only, the Arabian? On, only more time, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, Al Mukhtar's Desert yeah. Dogs. I think you could yeah. you could use the uh, uh, Dogs of War list to make your own. I think yeah. I might. I think it's fitting. Because for the keen-eyed listeners who <laughs> connected into our rant last time about Lord of the Rings, and I made a throwaway line about there's some cool shits they expanded on in the line of figures that was never really in the movie. One of the things I always wanted to get into was the Harad, uh, the Haradrim. And I just checked after seeing the two towers and needing to cleanse my body and mind. Buying 24 Haradrim warriors is actually pretty cheap. It's like $28 or something. You don't have to buy the command, which is also $28 for four models. But for 24 guys, for 28 US dollars, you can probably build a pretty decent army for Dogs of War. Yeah. It's except that the miniatures are 25mm scale and not 28mm scale. Uh, they have been stunted in growth due to the lack of nutrients available in the Arabi desert. As long as you use only those models and similar scaled models in your army, it shouldn't be a problem. There are also some great plastic lines you could look into from other manufacturers. Yeah, probably. I bet Warlord Games has something. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They usually do. And then you can get a wider variety than just a single unit or two as well. By the way, since we're talking about things to come, if you're done, Jimmy, I didn't mean to. Like, yeah, yeah, well. I'm done. I'm done. It's fine. Christopher, do you want to throw in that prediction for the future you were working on before this? That we're hopefully seeing the elves next? Yeah, that's the one I believe. Because then we're going to get Malekith's elves, right? Well, he's not called Malekith anymore. He reinvented himself and became less emo and just a shadow. Or wait. How? <laughs> that's like oh, saying you're out of your Evanescent fan's face and then you move into your Linkin Park and My Chemical Romance face. It's like in the IT crowd when Richmond discovers Cradle of Filth. Oh, I love that. For some reason, I was no longer welcome at the board meetings. But thankfully, I, I had the filth to come home to. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend that... track 13, Coffin Fodder. It sounds scream, but it's actually quite nice. What does IT stand for? Uh, it stands for bold movement. It's a, yes, quite, but literally. It stands for friendship. It stands for loyalty, accomplishment. But uh, uh, yeah. no, because no, that makes this sense. Is, this is the sound of, after, of, of us trailing off. Yeah, no. So Morafi, Malekith's mom has Morathi. her own dwarves. Yeah, She's got and, the, the daughters of Cain now. Yeah, and. Teclis or Tyrion has the enough deepkin. Teclis got the deepkin, and it's actually his first strike. But yeah, Tyr- Tyrion have... hasn't got his yet, and that's probably proper high elves of some kind. And, uh, and Alari, just, just yeah. hopefully we'll get some new cool elf models to use in uh, the old world. Yeah, yeah, and Alariel, what is it, Alariel's daughter? Alariel, yeah. yeah, she got yeah, she the... got like a super stag beetle and a bunch of new tree wraiths. Yeah, yeah, she basically took uh, Avalorn and put it as a Garden of Isha instead. And for some reason, they made the best of the Sylvaneth became outcasts or I don't know, homeless or vagabonds or whatever they're called now. So hopefully, Wood Elves, I'm crossing my thumbs and someone else's thumbs I found around the floor. And I'm really hoping for Wood Elves. New Wood Elf sculpts, come on. 
Well, it's just the uh, rings through Elf 2019. That makes sense, right? But 2019 is the year of Mordheim. It turns 20 next year. Come on. Jimmy, with all due respect, would you every year is the year of Mordheim? Well, that's true. But next year it turns 20 years old and the fan base is still big and it's growing. God. So 2019, Mordheim can actually legally buy alcohol in Sweden. Woo! Woo! But won't be led into a club with those shoes. I wish Niklas was here to have that one. He would have killed you. He just hates the outlife in Stockholm. I don't know why. Probably lack yeah. of moonshine. Because That's it's it awful. for. <laughs> it's awful or awful because both are actually true. Let's just move on to our first segment tonight, yeah. and that is my interview that I had a while ago with Andre from Poland, which is all about the Warhammer Fantasy scene, and uh, there an event he went to in mid-December, I think it was. So, see you in that one. Mountains. Streams. Mines. Gold. Gold. All the gold. If these are words related to your preferences, contact Agen Silverbeard, Everpeak. For more info. Welcome to this, our first segment with our first guest. And uh, this is a person that here to talk about an event. I'm going to give the word over to Andy. Uh, hi guys, hi Christopher. I am a player from Poland. We uh, had a tournament uh, in Poland like a week ago. Uh, we played a sixth edition uh, tournament with a progressive point. Uh, the first battle was played uh, in 1,250 points. The second was uh, played for 1,750. 150 points and the last one was of 2250 points the tournament was very exciting what can i say more i played uh, dogs we played with with a list of 12 people and i've got the fourth place in the second but but i was pulled from the the second place before we talk more about this what is your history with gaming uh, I've started my history in gaming in the war games 1995. I've been uh, on the language camp in uh, Great Britain back in the days. Um, I've seen um, uh, White Dwarf in News Agents and I was like mesmerized by the cover and the miniatures in this, this first White Dwarf. I bought this one and the early in months White Dwarf that was the beginning of my hobby future right now i'm i have like 22 years of history in wargaming i was playing uh, warhammer fantasy ball 40k 30k necromanda all those side games so she so got quite a good basis of gaming knowledge as I worked in the Games Workshop team. Uh, we opened the first uh, Games Workshop store in Warsaw. I was part of the first team and I learned everything about the Games Workshop back then. It was like, I think, um, six years ago, six or seven years ago. And from that time, I had a um, big discount and I bought a lot of uh, miniatures for my Dogs of War army that I have <laughs> till this yeah. day. So uh, so I've heard behind the scenes, <laughs> just people listening. Yeah, they, they get uh, a lot of a lot of stuff from GW. Um, I heard that the Dogs of War will be pulled 
from the website and I bought a lot of stuff from there. So <laughs> I have for like a couple of years of playing those miniatures. Uh, I always paint a, try to paint a new regiment for every event or tournament or any edition. Because in, in Poland we have a um, couple of uh, events. Uh, in the in the year that leads quite good next into my next question i was just about to ask how's the polish local and natural gaming scene a lot of the official gaming scene right now they're playing ninth edition a night age really and uh, the the official like scene the polish scene uh the tournament scene uh left the uh, original warhammer where uh we stayed and we have uh old hammer poland website like um this is a facebook uh fan page warhammer poland or uh, warhammer pl because we have those two different old hammers um fan pages because uh, some guys didn't work out very well with each other. And uh, we have like two fun pages. Even we post uh, the same things on those fun pages. And so that's a good solution, though, instead of arguing. It's a good solution because because I think um, in, in my point of view, uh, we should stick together every old hammer because the, there, there will be no new new blood in the future maybe some people will gonna come from like age of sigmar and start playing the old hammer if i say old hammer i i mean the all the additions from like third edition to eighth edition i know this is a you can um, have specifically old hammer middle hammer new hammer or something but we're calling it the uh, old hammer it fits it's in the old world it should be called yeah it's hammer. it's it's in the old world so um I, I don't have a problem with this if if you want to correct me and and tell it that it's wrong the extinction so you can write to me uh so the we, we have a like a very large scene of people playing warhammer in poland uh, i i am proud of people because right now uh, we're playing if we, if we have an event or tournament uh, for the older editions we have the all painted armies and everything looks like exquisite 100% of effort in in the rosters we don't have um, procs and we we don't use unpainted miniatures on those events so it's just fully painted models then yeah, fully painted models. Is it fully based as well? Bases, models, everything. Yeah, we have we have our standards, you know. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. We have one event uh, in the year, today's event, that is mainly focused uh, into the fifth edition, playing with like, mm -hmm. with fun, like fun playing with the fifth edition. It's like the nostalgia train all the way we have like very crazy rosters because the the addition is very funny and crazy like it's called hero hammer because mm -hmm. you have those very large monsters with heroes and those heroes have a lot of magic items and we have a couple of events with the sixth edition i don't know many events in poland that involve the seventh edition but we play sometimes 
8th edition, but it's not so popular right now. I think the the people are um, are very familiar with the 8th edition, and mm-hmm. they wanted to uh, play 6th edition, like ca- come back to 6th edition, because those are those were the golden times of playing. And I think a lot of players that have left the game and come back use a play in sixth edition as well. At least in my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. So uh, we have a lot of uh, events for the sixth edition. So the the last one the week ago was for the sixth edition. Right now, um, I'm preparing for the March tournament in Helmja. It's uh, it's like I think. 50, 60 kilometers from Warsaw. I'm basically living in Warsaw, so in the capital of Poland. And the second tournament will be in April, I think, the pair tournament. So you you will have uh, like uh, two armies for 1,250 points each. So we're preparing for Mm -hmm. that. It's nice to hear that there's relatively a lot of events going on in Poland compared to over here. So we're trying. It's uh, it's it's very hard for many of us because if you if you see the see the pictures of the last uh, tournament, we're getting kind of old, and we uh, many many guys have families, and uh, the oldest guy is like near fifties, so uh, those are veterans, and we don't have much time. But right now, I I think it's um, it's renaissance of. Gaming like old wargaming in Poland. So we try to uh, play with each other a couple of times in a year. Sometimes people can drive uh, 100 kilometers to, to just play one day's even. It, it's really amazing. It's a good. It's good uh, to keep it alive at least. That's should we should do something like that ourselves. I think up here in the north. <laughs> I'm into it. If you would uh, have a date and um, we we could like uh, come and play with you, because I think the the Europe, the whole Europe, could benefit from the events. Because my friend mm-hmm. that um, uh, has the fifth edition event, uh, he even tried to have people from the United Kingdom and uh, Italy come to mm-hmm. Poland but on the uh, the two weeks before the the event they they canceled it yeah, it's was... always harder when yeah, you have to tra- travel it, it abroad like, but yeah traveling abroad and it's... the family stuff I think yeah but if it's can if it can be planned far enough ahead it should be possible I think yeah. so should we tr- talk a bit about the event in question then yeah of course um given that I don't speak Polish. I'm trying to find some information here. So the event was uh, a three-round event with uh, like an escalating points total and 12 players. And uh, we have discussed a bit about the gaming scene, how how it is divided over the ages and stuff. And this event was quite like that, right? It was uh, mixed ages and quite a lot of older players, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think the the youngest the youngest player was like 20. And all this was like kind of 50, mm-hmm. 50 years old. So yeah, quite a spread. And uh, the armies that took part, any? Yeah, I was very, uh, because uh, there was 12, 12 guys, because this time it was 12 guys. Earlier in in same place, we had the, this uh, pair event and there were like 22 armies. 
I think, or or twenty four, mm-hmm. and even more one uh, the fiance of my friend were was playing the the girl played Bretonia. And mm-hmm. from from that kind of perspective, um, we didn't have any chaos army this time. I was kind of shocked, and we didn't have like demons. And quite a few elves, I think. Yeah, quite a few elves. Um, but we had a, a lot of different armies, really. Because dark elf, there was one army, two wood elves, two high elves, Tom kings of Camry. Empire one army of vampire counts and it's strange too because sometimes uh, if you had the tournament back in the days had a lot of vampire counts and chaos armies rolling oh, yeah. rolling through the tables yeah that uh, wasn't overly fun for most people yeah yeah because right now I think the the people are playing for the for the joy of coming to the event and playing and be in this small community but mm-hmm. it's it, it's very it's very fun because um every now and then there comes a new face to the community that guy who had like five armies but he wouldn't come because it was a tournament and he was afraid that he he didn't he wouldn't like it or something we we have those players in in Warsaw that they they will maybe some day they will come play but they're too afraid just they're playing two or three guys for their entire life <laughs> and oh. this is this is fantastic when you meet that kind of guy that plays in his basement for entire life and you see those like very old miniatures mm-hmm. that's fantastic it's always good to get to a game day or tournament or whatever you want to play of course but some people um are um because Polish Polish tournament players are very competitive, and if you play with one of those guys, you you don't want to play in the events anymore because it's it's like a trauma sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and can so I can the, recognize that from the Swedish meta back in the day as well. There's always those players. Yeah, it's, it's a very it, it's yeah. very frustrating. You you have a lot of nerves, and I didn't feel the, any nervous situation in that tournament. So that's amazing. But back in the day, there there was a a lot of nervous nervous situations in those tournaments, the big tournament we had in mm-hmm. Poland for like eighty players or seventy players. Yeah, and not everyone is willing to let someone else have fun, which is there. yes, of course. So uh, let's talk about a bit about the games you played. Then, what about your first one? What what did you face? Mm, I played with uh, high elves and. The guy had a very, uh, very well-known uh, roster. He had a um, mage with uh, with a strange magic item that if you kill the the mage, you get extra one hundred points. And uh, I managed <laughs> to kill that guy, and he didn't knew that that if if he's running and the the game ends, uh, it it counts like you you killed that that guy. So I got extra 100 points then the second battle was uh was, uh, was with uh, tom kings of camry a very rare army for me uh, i mm-hmm. played i played at times in eighth uh, edition then in sixth edition but it, it was it was amazing for me um and i i got frustrated 
when I uh, discovered that the guy uh, resurrected the whole casket of souls, uh, no, the casket of souls, the catapult, the screaming skull mm -hmm. catapult from just one model. Because I destroyed the the catapult itself, and I destroyed uh, destroyed uh, one or two guys from uh, from this unit, and he resurrected the whole thing. <laughs> because you resurrect the wounds, and the catapult has the wounds, so you resurrect the yeah. the whole thing. And it was the last last uh, the, his last turn, and it was the last turn of the battle, and. I didn't cut the points for it, and it was frustrating because I had those dwarf slayer pirates. Yeah, they were very slow. Longer. Yeah, they, they were very slow when I came and just started to shoot at, on his gun line. <laughs> the battle ended. I was sure that I got those points, but but it's, it was frustrating. They, they are so slow because the dwarves are so slow in 6th yeah. edition. There is a full photo gallery for this event. It's gonna be linked in the show notes. There are some lovely pictures of some uh, Slayer pirates fighting. I see. I see the the picture are uh, mixed. So uh, in mm -hmm. like in the half of the event, there is my Dugsavor army uh, fighting the uh, Tom Kings of Camry. It was it was a nice battle with the guy I knew for uh, several years. Cool event. So and and the last battle was with uh, my. Uh, friend with the dwarves uh, the 2250 points and i had um, my different approach army dogs of war army i have a different approach because earlier i had a small gun line with uh, some fighting units and in the last battle i had two albion giants and a very big regiment of golfak ogres the 10 of them yeah, I'm looking at the photo of your of the lineup of your army right now. It looks yeah, 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 yeah. It I'm, brings I'm back so much, to... so many memories. <laughs> <laughs> the the memory lane. Um, I had a mangil, ten mangil, uh, the unit of ten mangils. Uh, mm -hmm. They came uh, like they were destroyed very fast because uh, because of the organ gun. My my friend had two organ guns and. Two cavalries, one generic, uh, heavy heavy knights, like heavy cavalry uh, knights with uh, with um, heavy armor, shields, barding, and the second one was the uh, Voland Venators. Yeah, those those heavy cavalrists, and they done very good. The Mangils were destroyed in I I think the first turn, and I had like three wizards, but uh, back uh, outside the forest. Yeah, it it was a very funny game because uh, we tried not to lose points, and we we didn't do some crazy stuff back there. It was a very tactically oriented battle, really. And uh, how did it go that battle? Uh, we 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 chased each other. Uh, he chased my very big regiment of ogres with. Is a very large regiment of slayers. Like he had 30 slayers. I'm counting. Yeah, 30 slayers. And he thought I will like go for it and try to fight this regiment. But uh, I'm I were not so dumb <laughs> to do that. 
I I tried to um, I destroyed all the machines and the crossbowmen over here and there, and he had like anvil of doom, and I charged it and didn't didn't destroy it through like three turns. Oh, he destroyed my giants. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was it was very fun. I had I have a very fun situation when uh, one of my giants um, charge into his unit of uh, rangers, and two times I rolled yellow ball. When when uh, the when your opponent loses uh, the fight with minus uh, two points. And he always rolled, uh, he stayed, always rolled like six or five on his leadership. And then I lost the, the combat in the third turn and I was beaten down. <laughs> I, I ran like two inches. The mighty dwarfs ran like 11 or 10. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was, it was very funny. So for once, mm -hmm. once they could actually move. Yeah, once. Once when when you don't want them to move so fast, yeah. But yeah. Anvil Anvil of Doom in this edition is great because on the uh, if you have uh, more than two thousand points, the the Anvil of Doom speeds your army because uh, you can uh, cast the thing that moves the regiments faster. Yeah. So so it's 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 very cool to have it. It almost becomes an auto include at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, auto Like um, in the eighth edition, you have a choice to have this guy on the shield, the lord on the shield, mm -hmm. and uh, the anvil of doom because the both things were evenly good, I think. Because you have uh, like a randomized charge in eighth edition, and mm -hmm. you could charge uh, like more than six inches with dwarves, and you had different. I, I don't know, uh, spells incantations of this this Anvil of Doom. So, so it, it was kind of worth taking those two. But in the 6th edition, the Anvil of Doom is like 99% of, of every roster I knew. It becomes a bit uh, boring when it is like that. But on the other hand, what should you take instead? There is no real, really no option. I think the, the Lord option is... A kind of an option, or um, I've seen uh, people not taking any uh, any large choice even, mm -hmm. and playing with the hero choices because um, because it they cost a lot of points. But if you have yeah. a gun line, you can you can have two more bolt throwers or uh, extra cannon, and it's yeah, or two true. extra cannons. It's it's worth it, I think. So, but then because, you... because I played worse in sixth edition like mm -hmm. ton of other armies <laughs> so so i remember yeah. some some things yeah but then you have to tailor your army for either taking it or not taking it yeah yeah, yeah as, long, as long as there's an option it's fine if you have to take something just because it's the best option it usually becomes a bit everything becomes the yeah, same it's, bo it's boring and frustrating yeah i tried to something else in in sixth edition and it's not very fun to, to have this Anvil of Doom, but it's very hard to play without it for that kind of mm -hmm. points. So it's it's a minus of a 6th edition because you had some rosters that were like the same. If you had like four or five Vampire Counts armies, you had like four of them had a really uh, big regiment of the Black Knights, the vampires in it. So 
So it was a kind of a standard and you knew you knew you're gonna play maybe one battle with it. Mm. You were, it's it's like very um very tuner, tournament uh based edition. The, the it was it was um it was like invented for that kind of purpose, have more balance. The the counting of points were simplified because in the fifth edition you had like uh, half points. Like uh, the goblin was like three and a half point or two and a half <laughs> point, something like this. Yeah, that that's not really doable in the long run, I think. Yeah, because because um, the sixth edition was really wargaming edition. I think some some mm-hmm. people were saying, ah, it was like fifth fifth edition or uh, third edition. The, the it, it was the beginning of the wargaming, but I think the from the sixth edition it, it was like proper wargaming you you could have like simplified enough play it but back in the days more people could manage the rules i think now nowadays people can can't handle the the rules like we read back in the day yeah or trying to read again just to get back in the game speaking of personal experience so how did uh, the event turn out and was it a good event did people enjoy it i think the uh, every every event uh, that kind of event that we have it's it's a su- success because uh, a lot of players come and and play and have fun we don't play to win but we have the the guy who uh, was an organizer of this event uh, Jakub Polkowski he always have uh, prizes prizes for people that uh, attend tournament so what so are the we, prizes for is it for winning had, or is it painting or is it, 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 it attending? no 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 we, we have we don't have those kind of prizes we had those back in the days like uh in 2009 2010 and so on but right now you have uh, you have randomized prizes ah. like we, we had like something like lotto or lottery and in the in the end you you pull like the ballot the, yeah. the, the paper that that you have your name on it yeah. and you can win a cup or a copy of total war warhammer second part or something that's a really good way to do it yeah we had so we we play for for us and then we can enjoy the the prizes we have if you see the last pictures of like like last photos mm-hmm. uh, you you see the prizes you see the Warhammer cups, uh, the bags, the bits from like Kromlech, and some terrain made by other Polish manufacturer that supports the the event. I really like that uh, way of doing it because then you're just playing for uh, having fun, and then you get something out of it in the end instead of just I, I have to win because I want that uh, whatever it is. Yeah, we want that prize or something. No, no, we, we don't have it. Because it destroys the the spirit. We're always playing for the good position in the in the table, in the, the in the ranking or the ranking, score, yeah, yeah, whatever score. The, the the good score. It's it's like yeah, I was better or something. It's it's just for us, and it, it's not playing for golden pantalons, as we say in Poland. I really like hearing that. There was, at least back when I used to play a lot, there was too much focus on just being the first one, being the winner overall. In the, in the past, yeah. in, in, in the past, we had the very good prizes for the for the big uh, tournaments in, in Warsaw because you could have mm-hmm. a, a battle force or even uh, the whole army box mm-hmm. uh, for the winner. So 
So it was kind of a big price back back yeah. in the days. But right now we're we're just we're just all old hammer players. So That's... so we're doing it for our own pleasure. Pretty much how it and, should be. And our wife's or girlfriend's annoyance. So uh, I heard that you're preparing maybe your uh, your preparing uh, event of your own in Sweden. We are looking into the possibilities. Yes, it's uh, a while off yet. It just have to be the right thing, the right setting, whatever. Have to be the right place as well. We'll see what happens. Maybe get it to a convention or maybe host it ourselves. We're not sure yet. No, yeah, okay. So uh, it will be like in the next year? If we can manage it, it will be next year. But hopefully it will be next year. But we are we can't really say too much because it's uh, still in the planning stage. It yeah, okay. So uh, if if you're if you're uh, be doing one, I'm gonna come with my maybe my dogs of war army. So I'm Ooh. trying to to have another army because uh, the dogs of war. Is, those are very heavy. <laughs> I was uh, going to say that putting those on, taking those on the plane, you probably not be able to bring anything else. Or yeah, the yeah. Entire the, army. The, the baggage, the ba- the baggage is it's very very heavy. Uh, yeah. The bags are very heavy, um, because um, I magnetize those and the movement trays of the metal mm-hmm. plates under it. Yeah. So just if adding. I take, I have. Two bags. Uh, I'm I'm feeling like I'm working out in the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it, 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 maybe maybe I I take a ship to to Sweden. And <laughs> possibility, fer- I know. Isn't there a ferry ferry line or boat line from? Yeah, there Poland there is a ferry line from Danzig, uh, Gdansk to uh, to Stockholm, I think, or uh, hmm. or a place near Stockholm because uh, they don't come directly to Stockholm. Yeah, some some do, but those are mostly the fin- Finland. Groups. Yeah, the f- Finland maybe. They, they go straight into Stockholm, some of them, but usually it's outside. That sounds really good. I'm gonna... So, so, so the second second army, uh, I was thinking of, of an army that, that is mainly made out of plastic and uh, resin. So, <laughs> so it, it, it would be uh, better to uh, move around. Yeah, it's a lot easier to carry. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you before I forget and everything. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out before we end this segment? People, uh, whatever. I would I would like to shout out a couple of guys that that I know that they they're always uh, preparing the tournaments. Um, I would like to say some uh, warm words for. Jakub Polkowski, the man who does those tournaments, you're gonna post uh, post a link in your description. There is uh, Mateusz Mańka and Sebastian Suski. Those guys um, make uh, small events and uh, Warhammer Fifth Edition um, Warhammer Weekend, it's called. And we are, of course, invite people to come to, to those events because um, I know the Sebastian is uh, posting uh, invitations uh, in the uh, English language groups on Facebook mm-hmm. and we invite all of you uh, just you can write to me and if there will be an event right into Poland we, we have like 
very good base for people to stay and uh, have a good time in Poland with us playing, getting your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it or laying down a challenge. Yeah, you, of course. Uh, I welcome you all and I have I can have a challenge with you, with my Dogs of War army. I think that army is worth traveling for, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's it's like my I'm very generous and I want to play with all of guys that have a challenge with me. I I always I always like to play with people that are willing to travel a long way because sometimes uh, in in the those events or tournaments um, you sometimes don't know many people and it's fun to have a challenge like with a friend from the other town once a year once a year how it should be as well because if you get to travel and you get to have fun playing just a bonus i think it's a bonus to meet people because um some of those guys i see when we play warhammer one or two times a year nostalgia <laughs> yeah well i'm going to thank you for coming on and almost apologize because i'm a really bad interviewer but thank you you tried your best well i tried my best for the first time that's always something yeah i'm uh, i'm very grateful that uh, your first time was with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well i'm going to say thank you again and uh, we're gonna move on to a little chat with uh, nicholas and jimmy about their little gaming day at the warmer world so stay tuned altdorf advertising agency the AAA is now hiring Exciting times ahead. We represent everyone. Everything is fine, citizen. Remember, Altdorf Advertising Agency, the AAA. For all your anti-ratman propaganda needs. Hello, and welcome to this segment of The Old World Lives. Uh, we had just had an interview with Andrzej of uh, Poland, uh, with Christopher. And uh, now we're going to talk about Jimmy's journey to England to come over to me and to play some warmer. Yeah, so me and a friend from uh, town visited this uh, spooky place called Albion. I think you all heard about it. It's it's it, it, it's either mist all over the place or it's raining. There's yeah. monsters hiding in the bugs. Yeah, it's like at least at least a light drizzle. That's, yeah. the, that's the best you can get. So it was rainy every single day when I visited. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the the worst time in the year. I mean, pretty much all the time, but like the November, December must be like the worst possible time of year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, we have been talking about you, you coming over here. Uh, yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we would have had some more guys coming over from the podcast, but they, they're all busy. So it was yeah, you, so, but you did manage to convince yeah. your buddy Carl. I did, yeah. He's an old friend of mine who's been playing fantasy since, uh, well, he's been playing longer than me. But Since I fantasy was during, hot. Yeah. Uh, I met him sometime during uh, late 6th edition, I think. All right. Uh, and he brought one of his Skaven armies. Yeah, he brought his uh, clan Scryer Skaven army. He have uh, he have, he have done several Skaven armies. 
but since his clan scry army was the the one he had finished painted models for, he brought it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he plays Skaven because if he was a bit shorter, then he would have been the perfect dwarf. Yeah, I know. I, I mean that in good ways. Yeah, <laughs> you sure. Uh, for every listener, he kind of looks like a troll slayer. Yeah, minus the tattoos. <laughs> Uh, so you guys came over on Thursday, yeah, uh, and then you had to maneuver the the maze that is the the transport system in London. We mastered it eventually. I mm-hmm. will admit we did get lost. We took a wrong turn, but in the end, we ended up in your doorstep. Yeah, you didn't get stabbed. Yeah, and that's a good good thing to me. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you guys spent the night here and then we had planned to go, uh, to play on the Friday. So I yeah. got off work earlier on Friday and then we went to, uh, to Dark Sphere, the mega. Yeah. And it was magical to be there. So yeah, uh, I'm pretty lucky that, that they, they opened the store, uh, pretty recently. Uh, and you, you guys are also lucky that you were able to, to come and play. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a great store. Like, it's really big, and they just set up all the table for you. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. That's uh, bloody amazing. Yeah. So you showed up and started playing. And then uh, Joseph came along. Yeah. Uh, so The man he... organizing the 6th edition tournament. Yeah. And he brought his uh, ogres. Yeah. His newly assembled ogres. Uh, so he's also got Empire, but now he's trying out Ogres. So uh, we got there, and then we waited for him a bit. Uh, so in the meantime, you and me started playing. Yeah, uh, it was kind of fast game, so to say. Uh, we yeah. did finish between before the others kind of really started. Yeah. Uh, so we have played before with the Empire that I borrowed from yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, so now it was nice to finally use my own army. Yeah, I bet. Let's uh, try and run down those freaking rats. You love the rats. We know it. And I especially so the rats from worms. The, from the bottom of my heart. I know you love rats worms. And I know you absolutely love Warp Lightning level 2. <laughs> uh, the so, bane of cavalry. Yeah. If you want to see these battles, we posted them on our Instagram and on our Facebook profile. Uh, so we started setting up a battle, uh, pitch battle, of course. Did we roll yeah. for it or did we use play? Yeah, we, we rolled for it. It was a pitch battle. And the second roll-off was also a pitch battle. Yeah. I only so played the, pitch the fir- battles. <laughs> the first game, I was super unlucky in the beginning. Cause I think we did it a bit wrong as well, because I think my... Yeah. Big unit would have fled to the side and not to yeah. the rear. Yeah, exactly. They should have run away from the fleeing unit, not the uh, from from the destroyed unit, not away from me. The, the, the so annihilated. They, they should have. They should have been on, still on the table. But knowing how I your know leadership, knowing how your leadership yeah. tests were, you should have failed another one and ran off the turn afterwards. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that would have made <laughs> such a big difference. Yeah. Uh. So. That I was like, oh shit, my, my best unit just ran off yeah. the table. A yeah. better trial. Yeah. <laughs> and it was best as I can, I guess. Yeah. And then it didn't really work. 
And then the swarms happened. Yeah, the swarms just ate through <laughs> everything. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, I really God. don't like that. Like the two units <laughs> that I really don't like from Skaven are rat swarms and the Gatling guns because, like the rat swarms, they get all the like the benefits of being mindless critters, but they don't get any like negative effects. Like they're skirmishers, so you can yeah. put them in front of your army, however you want, and you can still. Yeah. Or can you shoot over them? Actually, you can shoot over them. You can shoot over them. Are they small targets? Yes, uh, they have uh, they have this kind of special rule. I don't know what it's called, but you can see past them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really good for just uh, screening your army, and then like when it's your turn, you can just like charge them away from your units. You can charge with them as well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like that, they can charge wherever, like from the edge of. The formation, as long as like one of them can just turn and charge something, then the rest of the unit will just follow. So you have yeah. an in incredible charge range compared yes. to as any other. Six movement yeah. six gives you a twelve inch charge range, and with skirmishers that is fantastic. Yes, because they don't have to pivot uh, then. And uh, since they are swarms, they their unit strength per swarm is their starting number of wounds, and their starting number of wounds is five. Yeah. So yeah. It's easy to get flank charges and such too. Yeah, and then and they're... outnumbering. Outnumbering yeah. is really easy to get. So like they have tons of benefits for winning a combat, but then like if you, I win against them, then it doesn't really matter because they're yeah. unbreakable. Yeah. I don't really like. Why are they unbreakable though? Like yeah, I, I don't animals, know. But yeah, it, uh, it... I think it's because because they're animals. Yeah, but so are the Corner rats. 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 But imagine like being a tiny rat and then like this formation of horses right towards you. I'm do gonna you, slit your throat off. Do, do you think like the rats would just like no? It's, of course they're gonna attack the horses. I, I don't really know. Uh, I suppose they are magically, I mean, uh, ordered to do things like a grazier or something like takes over them. Yeah. Uh, I think they should have like that they have to attack the, the closest unit yeah. or something. Same. Uh, that that would have made some sense. It did. It would. Because it seems like the, they're too easy to control for being mindless. Yeah, uh, they are. They are really good, and uh, as you can give them poison attacks for twenty points per base, they could. They can really take anything down. Yeah. Their their price tag gets kind of heavy though. Yeah. But yeah, they are expensive. I. But yeah, it's. I think it's the fair price to pay because all scavy units are cheap. Yeah. Uh, and then the second unit that is the bane of my existence is the the rattling gun. Yeah. B because you, you I can't target it. Yeah. But it's, when it's I can really target hard. it, yeah. like every when time can... I, I, I can actually target it, then I'll yeah. just shoot it down with my horse archers. Yeah. So I don't really know. Yeah, like, did they change this, like these two units, for seventh edition? Because I know that unbreakable uh, in units take seventh edition. I take think extra wounds. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened in seventh edition. Uh, I don't remember how they made the rattling guns in in seventh edition. To be honest, uh, I barely used it. I I know I used uh, my warp fire throwers more in seventh edition than my rattling guns. Mm. Yeah, so th these two units are very good, especially against my army, because like shooting yeah. is generally good against cavalry, yeah. and these swarms can just tie up like yeah. my, my great charging units that are coming in. But the rest of your army is really weak, I would say, against yeah. my cavalry. 
Yeah, like, I agree. I really agree. Uh, like the, thing, the, the glorious charge rule is so yeah, good against oh God, Yeah, it is. The only thing I I should have for my army to counter that rule would be uh, plague monks because they are frenzy, so they don't take the panic test. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, luckily, I sold my plague monks years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but like, because you 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 did some good tactics, like you put your slaves in front of your good units. Yeah. But then when I when I charged them, they just yeah. ran away, and then I could yeah. charge your good units anyway. Yeah. Uh, there were some times where, where my slaves stood and the others didn't. Yeah. So, yay. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it happens. So, yeah, I lost the first battle pretty hard, but then yeah. the second battle was a hard-fought victory yeah, for the Kisselites. Like for the first half of the game, it was like, who's going to take the, the, the lead? Who's going to take the lead? And then you just took it by storm. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was a really, really good game. And then it was like, it's yeah. like the turn two or three. Like, oh yeah, I really got this. Uh, but then, like, you got some really good shooting off with your wrestling gun, like, annihilated yeah. the Griffin Legion, as yeah. they do. Or no, maybe not the Griffin Legion, maybe another unit, but it kind of swung. But then, in the end, Kisselites were victorious with my yeah. general fleeing through <laughs> the battle. It's ridiculous. The glorious brave. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, Joseph and Carl played one battle while we played our two battles. Yeah. We're uh, fast gamers. Yeah. Definitely are. Uh, I think Joseph won with his new ogres. Yeah, he did. But it was marginal, I think. Hmm. Oh, yeah, so that was a great, great day of gaming. And after that, yeah. we went to Brewdog. Yeah. Had a few beers and time. talked over the battles. Yeah, it was a great talk. Oh. Yeah, and uh, after that, we headed home to be ready for the day to come. Yes, the day when we went to Warhammer World. Yeah, so we got up early on Saturday, we took the bus to Nottingham, and went to Warhammer World. Yeah, and uh, I need to say to you listeners who have, uh, who have traffic on the right side, it is a mess traveling by bus on the left side of the road. Because when the when the chauffeur went to his to his seat, it looked like he was going out to the bus, and the bus started rolling. And I was like, "No, there's the chauffeur! Oh my god! <laughs> oh god!" Both Carl and me were panicked at the same time. We were <laughs> looking at each other, while like, "Oh my god, there's no one driving!" <laughs> yeah. And then we realized, "All yeah. oh, right, he drives on the right side of the bus." Yeah, weird place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we arrived at Warrenwald. Uh, Carl had not been there, but you and me had been there. Yeah, before. I was there in uh, 2011, I think. So oh, that's a, a while ago. Years. Yeah. Uh, so the changes they have made are fabulous. I love the new look on the place. Hmm. Yeah, I, I was there last year, so they haven't really changed much since then. Yeah. Well, to me, it was a big change. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we came there and we went into the Forceful store a bit, just have a look yeah. around, like one yeah. of the eight times we went in there or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we were a bit hungry, so we went to eat at Bugman's. I have heard some bad stuff about Bugman's, but I really liked it. Yeah, really me too. Pizza. Yeah, it was, it, 
I I was first like shocked of, of the things on the pizza, like barbecue sauce on a pizza. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. But it has pulled pork, and it has this, and it's that. Yeah. So I'm gonna try it. Yeah, it's really it was, good. It was super good, and uh, all the merch they had there. Uh, I I regret that I didn't buy one of the Bugman miniatures. Yeah. Me too. A bit. We can always go back. Oh yes, there's always next year. Yeah, so sadly they changed the names on the menu to a lot of Adrian Sigma stuff, but the rest of the interior was still still firmly old world. Yeah. There were dwarf things, Skaven things, orc things. I'm a little bummed that they removed the uh, the sword. Uh, they had I think they had Arcane sword on the wall before. Oh wow. It was some chaos word. Oh, yeah. oh well. Uh, and after that, we uh, tried to find a table to play on. They had the, like this Middle Earth uh, tournament going on. Yeah, so, so it was uh, hard finding a table. Yeah, so we had to kind of wait a bit while they tried to find a table for us. And then we went over to to find some guys playing Old Hammer. Yes, Warhammer 3rd Edition. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was 7,000 points on each side. Yeah, it was a really big uh, battle. Empire, Empire, yeah, Empire and uh, and Wood Elves against Orcs, Goblins, and some Chaos Knights. Yeah, yeah, the Chaos Knights were like endless amounts of points for like one <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, like they they told us the Chaos Knights were like nigh unkillable unless you had great weapons. Yeah, because in uh, third edition, if you had one up save, you succeeded automatically. Yeah, it's crazy, and they didn't have to roll uh, leadership to yeah. put, like run away until they were below half strength, right? Yeah, I I think it was that, or until they lost twenty five percent of their starting unit strength. Yeah, and they were starting to route. It's crazy. Instead of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, before that they were pushed back. It was really cool. Yeah, really cool to hear those guys talk about third edition. I never played anything before sixth edition. So Me neither. Uh, really cool. But sometime I really want to try third edition. Definitely. Uh, yeah, but it was awesome to see some old Warhammer. Uh, the, the guys playing were great as well. Uh, one of them was even it was Swedish. Yeah. Uh, Car- Carl had uh, Carl had met him on on a on a, on a I think it was a fantasy tournament before in oh, Vestera- uh. in Vesteros. <laughs> it's not the same Vesteros as in Game of Thrones. Just so you know. Uh, yeah, so eventually found a table, and then also, what are we gonna play? And uh, I thought we played the from the from the waste, or, or maybe it's called hold something, holding the tide. Yeah, I think it's uh, halting the tide. Oh, halting the tide. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, let's play this. So two skimmer versus Kislev, and I'll try and hold that as long as possible. And then you were like, oh, shouldn't we play this three-way battle instead? Yeah. And I was like, no, we're playing this. <laughs> we're doing this. So I only have myself to blame for the massacre that came. Yeah. So it turns uh, out that like one Skaven player has a lot of shooting that is very yeah. dangerous for Kislev. Yeah. Two Skaven players yeah. <laughs> lots of shooting <laughs> is even more dangerous for Kislev. Yeah. I mean, I, I only had one, one Warlock Engineer able to cast Warp Lightning. Carl had two able to cast yeah. warp lightning. Yeah. And two warp lightning cannons, And also right? and yeah, and also <laughs> he had a magic item that makes him able to cast warp lightning. So 
Yeah. We were able to use five, no, four warp lightnings a turn. Yeah. Do so like between D6 or two D6. I, I, I got first turn on automatically, so I thought, oh, I'll just yeah. uh, hold back, send forth my fast cab and shoot a bit, and just yeah. wait for you to come and then try and charge you. And then I just went forward, kill like a couple of rats, and then you guys yeah. went forward a bit and killed like, half of my army. Yeah, really <laughs> turn annihilated. On. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Snap. So I think I, I got wiped like turn three or something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we were talking between me and Carl that why are we fighting together? Well, my Grey Seer is hiring you. You're from Clan, Clan Scryer, right? Yeah. yeah, so I give you money, you give me help. And uh, this leads to the game on the Saturday when we were going home. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So uh, me and Carl played the game against each other back at uh, Darksphere. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I dropped you off. I had to. Yeah, and uh, like Plus. like a couple of kids at the soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it turns out I never paid his guys, so <laughs> we're gonna battle it out. And uh, yeah, you you know his shooting, it was just as good against my army. <laughs> he annihilated my army, like so bad. Yeah, but like, it was fun. It was really really fun. Because... Skaven is such a is yeah. such a hidden shooting army, but they got yeah. so much shooting. But you never yeah. think of it. You always think like, oh yeah, dwarves and wood elves shoot a lot. Yeah. But damn, Skaven has got yeah. a lot of yeah, and they have a lot of magic shooting. It it it's yeah. not it's not super strong shooting. I mean, yeah, sure, it's up to two d six strength five hits, but each one hits the caster on these. Yeah, shots. yeah, that's just one of the things. Like, yeah. they, they got yeah. lots of like. They tricks up their sleeves yeah, yeah. and uh, he was using the experimental 6th edition rules for the warp like no it's it's the doom wheel he used the the re-released re rules for the doom wheel i think it was released on the fanatic magazine or or on the gw website sometime i don't remember anyhow uh, he got the rules and uh, he 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 advanced with his doom wheel up front in his army, and I was like, I'm going to shoot that with my warp lighting cannon. So I aimed it up, shot at it, strength 10 hit, roller 1 to wound. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. yeah. And then he went a little bit further, and I was like, I'm going to shoot it again. Strength 8. Okay, come on, 2 up. And I rolled a 1 again. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I think he must have put some kind of batteries on it, so it took the energy that I shot at it <laughs> just to go further and and speedier because when he came up to me he uh, he got three shots of strength 10 at me so he was supercharged from my bolts <laughs> yeah and uh, it took took quite some models to shoot it down because I used my own uh, rattling gun to shoot at it and uh, I got a lot of hits I killed a lot of my own guys. <laughs> the one who yeah. killed it was my assassin, who was later killed by a warp lighting cannon and a failed lookout, sir. <laughs> so, so who won the battle? Uh, Carl won it by oh. by a large margin. So he got his money uh, back. Yeah, he did. I paid him 
fair and square in the end. Uh, Gnock, he 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 said, "Well, the money I I I sent the money sometime last week. You should have got it. <laughs> I I handed it personally to the carrier. Yes, yes." <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so we're we're planning to play another Skaven game sometime soon. Uh, he's been thrilled to paint up his. Uh, it's the Hellpit army list from a White Dwarf. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, and he's planning to do snow bases on them. The so only it's way. Gonna look great. Yeah, it's going to look great on the new table. I think many of you have seen pictures of the newly painted and built terrain for it that my friend Frederick has been doing here in town. Uh, he also recently finished the uh, the fortress for us. So yes, it looks amazing. Super looking forward to that. Yeah, I only got the the two characters left to paint. Yeah, nice. And I'm gonna make sure there are empire models that can act as uh, dogs of war for you. Great, awesome. Oh yeah, back to Warhammer World. We did some other things there. We visited yeah. the gallery, the museum. Yeah, the exhibition. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, uh, my my favorite. Yeah, my my favorite is still the Skaven versus Dwarf one from the yes. Times. It was so oh good, so really good. Oh god, it 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 gives me flashbacks to playing uh, Vermintide. It's it's a glorious <laughs> rats yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it really makes me want to do dwarves. Do it, do it. It's gonna it's gonna be fun when you finish your dwarves. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I promised myself that I'm gonna I'm not gonna play anything but Kislev for at least as long as it took to create the Kislev army. Nice. Because like otherwise it would just feel like a betrayal to, to all the time that I spent building and painting these guys. Yeah, I, I I might do the same promise to my goblins, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. I'll I'll be building dwarves in the background, but yeah, I'll be playing Kislev for like I will probably six be, months. I'll be uh, probably do be doing the same thing since I need to paint some uh, common goblins to oh, yeah. join these guys, so I get some faster troops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we went through uh, awesome stuff, awesome historical Warhammer oh, stuff. Yeah, and uh, all the dioramas, everything was top notch. Yeah, and then went back to the Fortress Store once again. Yeah, and I kind of went wild. Yeah, I'm super jealous of all yeah. the stuff that you got. Uh, so many good well, models. Half, half of the stuff I got was for was payment for Frederick to paint the the uh, fortress but the stuff i got for myself it's some of them i've been longing to ha to own like the femur warriors the femur noble uh, i got Asag the slaughterer god i i oh I yeah that model yeah uh and uh, what else did i get i got the uh the two final uh ogre man eaters that i've been missing so uh i got the pirate and the empire man eater so I got the whole collection now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super jealous about those femur guys. They look so good. Oh, they do. Uh, I've been uh, wondering how to fill them in 6th uh, edition. I might be using them as 
ogre man eaters actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, and use them in my chaos armies. Yeah. Lo loathsomely joining the chaos forces. I mean, they hate them. They bloody hate the chaos warriors. But I mean, yeah. Wouldn't you hate the one who who stole your spot in the spotlight? <laughs> yeah, who do they like? You know, they're they're so mysterious. Yeah. Entire race. Yeah, I I love their lore. Um, their old lore is a bit dark, so <laughs> to say. Yeah. Some of you listeners might know what we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, they're dark and mysterious, and I love their looks. They really fit into the aesthetics of uh, uh, Albion. Yeah. Yeah, because of all the swirly things and parts. Uh, they look like you could stand uh, stand alongside the, what's his name? Uh, the Dark Emissary. Yeah. From Albion. Which I actually have here on the table. I might switch him from his round base to a square base sometime soon. You definitely should. Yeah. And go to Albion. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I think when's after Albion? we... When, when, when's Albion going to happen next year? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, planning an Albion event. Uh, I think it's going to be in April sometime. Around around Easter. So, yeah, I'm, the I'm, weekend, weekend before look, or after. Yeah. I'm going to look into going. Uh, my spouse have been talking about going to some places in England too. So, it was like, well, maybe we'll go on a trip together. We could do things together and on ourselves by on the yeah. side. Yeah, so, yes, it's really easy to, to go to, to London. Yeah. There are flights all the time. You get really good prices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it was great that you guys came over here. Uh, great to get some games in. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just playing so much warmer now. Like I, I get games all the time, like every every week or every other week. Nice. That's how it should be. Uh, all right, but I think that's it for this segment. Yes. And uh, the next segment is going to be with me, Krell, and Chris playing our first part in our Border Princess campaign. So Yeah, finally, you guys. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I've been having time all the time, but some someone is always not around. We're not going to mention who it is. Krell, <laughs> Krell. <laughs> well, yeah. better late than never, and we will have so many good things to talk about there. It was uh, just to say it here: the Border Princess campaign style is really, really fun because it changes how you play the game so much. Yeah, sixth edition. There are so many good things. Out yeah. There. So yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about in the next segment. All right. See you guys soon. An image forms in your mind. The Lord of Change works in mysterious ways, my child. Look to the past and see the future. Watch this space. Or don't. You seem busy with your new tentacle and beak anyway. Well, wasn't those crazy antics something fun to listen to? Ha ha ha! Oh, Nicholas, you and your crazy stories. Yeah, so... This is something that we've been uh, teasing quite a lot, and we've never gotten us three on uh, the same recording. We haven't even posted any pictures from our battle. 
I got them on a folder here on the computer desktop that says battle photos that's not edited. Never yet. open. Don't open yeah. until Christmas. We're past Christmas now. So yay. It just says bad, bad memories slash skitter leap. <laughs> Don't op- open until next Christmas. That's what it is. No, but those will probably go up with this episode. And uh, what we're talking about is uh, a little three-way battle had in, uh, what was it, mid-October? Something like that? Yes, Yeah. mid-October. Yeah. That was when uh, Jim and I went to Stockholm and uh, did the game club where Relis roosting. SLG in Old Town. And we decided to have a, well, since we decided to have a three-way battle, we adapted. It's a, a classic three-way battle between Undead, Skaven, and originally Britonia. Britonia. But uh, we had Empire troops this time, because that's what. Yeah, and we, and we changed the points a little bit. Yeah, we played a thousand points aside, and uh, it was quite entertaining. Uh, we played on yeah, our... Yeah, and... Uh... For everyone to know, this was part. This is part of our ongoing uh, Border Princess campaign. So we're using the Border Princess rules from the sixth edition rulebook. So army building is a little bit different. Yeah, there are restrictions on uh, what you can uh, have uh, when it comes to war machines and uh, special and rare choices and stuff like that. Now y'all might be thinking, isn't Jimmy a good person for telling you that in advance? And to answer you, I would say no, because apparently you can take a Lord Wizard choice, which I was not aware of, and I couldn't afford anyway. You so were Jimmy aware be- of it. I told you ages ago. <laughs> yeah, but then I also had to read books, and I found something shiny on the ground, so I got distracted. But <laughs> yeah, and you get one special and one rare choice, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Two special, special, one rare. And you brought brought an 8th edition list. Well, actually, I brought both. <laughs> yeah, but we set up this uh, nice little battle on a 4x4 book board. And uh, it was basically, at one side, we set up uh, the Abbey, which would represent La Maisontal, and would be controlled by me, who was the Empire player. And uh, then the other two set up their armies opposing each other on the large battlefield in front of the Abbey. Yeah. Yeah, so basically you have a fortified abbey at the very top, which if I remember correctly had... So we set, we, we set up uh, the hill to be in the middle of uh, one side of the table with the abbey out on top. Yeah, but this so... will make sense when you see the, see the photos that will go. Yeah, we're trying to describe a graphic medium using an audio input, which is not great. But basically you had fortified towers and some walls. Yeah, and then there were some uh, outlying ruined farm buildings outside of the abbey as well. And the base scenario is basically, and you guys have to correct me here, that the Bretonian garrison is calling for aid. However, as of right now, they have to fend off the attackers to keep the abbey and its arcane secrets intact for their own use. So that's that's why Chris was outgunned by two armies. Fortunately for him, we were both opportunistic assholes. Uh, so we will attack one another as well as the Abbey, because I ain't sharing nothing with no half-decent rat-man wannabe. Me neither. Well, I'm not going to share it with any of my rat companions. <laughs> I saw that dude doing magic. Like, he jumped out of his own unit and just threw rats everywhere. He doesn't need to share anything with anyone. They were frothing from their mouth. I'm not going to stand beside them. Okay, so we're going to... Should we go through just briefly what sort of armies we brought? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you start, Christopher? Uh, I brought very basic 6th edition Undead Army. I had two large blocks of 30 skeletons with light armor and shields, and a champion and musician and banner for both. Uh, in 6th edition, in case you're listening and don't know, you have to pay for light armor, and you have to pay for the shields as well. Uh, so I had those two blocks of skeletons, 
one had my, a necromancer in it, a level one sorcerer with, if I remember correctly, uh, a power stone, which grants me an extra power dice for magic, as well as a dispel scroll. And this, everyone, is the general he will bring to every game in the campaign, because this is how he built his general. That is correct. <laughs> he might so get upgrades will... when I get more territory. <laughs> you, will, you will have enough points to put on other things in the army, so that is good. Listen, that dude is not even my right hand. He's like a far removed digit. Yeah. He's yeah. like an additional arm I put on my back to hold scrolls. Uh, but he did his job. Uh, for those of you who listened to when I introduced my 6th edition army, this was the Witchborn, the speaker of the untrue word. Uh, basically, my 2nd edition white with the big crazy Pope hat and the magical sword. I also had uh, no less than 6 direwolves working as sort of skirmishers. And oh, did you? Cover. Remember, yeah, I did he said had, had. Yeah, in the past had sense. Keyword. Yeah. And I had... If I remember correctly, I want to say I had eight Grave Guards with my Vampire Frawl, uh, the Comtesse du Lyon, uh, the, former, <clears throat> the former totally copyright protected do not steal uh, Bretonian maid who became a vampire, wearer of the Midnight Armor and a magical sword. So basically she had a plus one to hit sword and a magical armor. And nothing special. And she was intended to be the general. However, since she's not a wizard, she's not eligible to lead the Vampire Count army. So she basically showed up and intended to steal all the glory and impress her great-grand-uncle, Johan the Bloody, who is the leader of my entire army, who has yet to field because he's a lord and costs a lot of points. And that's more or less what I had. Uh, she stood in with the Graveguard, where I had another musician and a banner and champion. Uh, I assumed they would do the heavy lifting, but things would happen. So that's basically what I had. Jimmy, what did you bring? I brought none other than my Gracier, Gnock von Finkelstein. Steen! Which is obviously part of his goblin army, I guess. Yeah. Now, uh, in this campaign, I'm fielding two armies. So uh, this was Gnock, anyway, leading my Skaven force. And he led uh, none other than 50 clan rats. That's a lot of clan rats with spears, which comes in handy when they have. Death Frenzy twice on them and can attack with two attacks each, three attack each with Death Frenzy twice in two ranks. Uh, I also had uh, a unit of 30 clan rats, two units of slaves, a couple of uh, Gisales, I think I had five, and a Warp Lightning Cannon. So yeah, uh, and Gnock himself. Only have Warpstone magic items. So he had a Warpstone amulet, which might kill him after the game. It's a four up ward save. And uh, if you roll a one, well, then he dies. And uh, he had the, uh, I, I, I don't know what it's called, but I know that if he rolls a miscast, he can reroll it. He can reroll his magic dice once per game. Isn't that the Warpstone token? No, the Warpstone tokens you eat, and that gives you an extra power die. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, and if you roll a 1 on that die, you take a wound. So that was basically my force. Uh, Christopher, what did you field? I fielded what will probably become an NPC army in our campaign, because I didn't have my elves with me. Yeah, that's correct. And these are this is an Empire army, and it consisted of a warrior priest and a bright wizard as the characters. The warrior priest was the general, and he was leading a solid block of uh, Empire Spearmen. 
can't remember how many. It should be visible. I think it was 30 or 40. Uh, something like It was a so large block. Was, well, yeah. And it will be visible in the photos that will go. If you check those out. Other than that, we had a solid block of uh, Empire Swordsmen with shields. They, they never die. They just run away. More on that later. And uh, we had 10 uh, Empire Crossbowmen and 10 uh, Great Swords and a cannon. And a uh, really favorite of uh, Krell's, the Empire in the Circle Knights. <laughs> they were only like five of them, right? Yeah, there were there were five of them. You mean you, you mean fifty? Fifty of them, right? Fifty of them, and there were at least hundred of them still alive at the end. Yeah, so what these guys are slightly alluding to is the fact that his super expensive, highly trained capable knights somehow rode down rode down my undead wolves, which is not a super great accomplishment. <laughs> the problem I... for me is that they didn't even stop. It's like that kid from the Gladiator intro. He has rove, rode over them and then rolled a 10. So he basically rode straight fucking through them. And yep. then went to fight the Skaven. And did so. And won. Yep. Yeah, they had great fun with the Skaven as well. Rest in peace, Warp Lightning Cannon. And Jess Sails. And uh, whatever else was in the and way. slaves and everything. Yeah, but the main goal was to capture... I think we said there was some kind of magical phenomenon inside the Abbey. Or a magical item yeah. of some sort. We haven't yeah. really decided that yet, have we? Uh, I th- well, uh, I think we kind of agreed that the winner will get a next uh, a territory. Territory is the word. Territory. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the winner of the battle would get the territory sixty-six, which gives you a random, r- random generated worth of magic item. One item, though. It's called a ruin, isn't it? Yeah. And this item, if the bearer is dead at the end of the game, the opponent gets to take this magic item and field it in his army like it was his own magic item. So hopefully, uh, I, haven't, uh, I, I haven't rolled for the item yet. Hopefully, this item will... Uh, let's scratch that. I haven't rolled it. We haven't rolled it. We haven't rolled the item yet. And uh, so we don't know what it is. But eventually, someone... Yeah, we're going to roll will, it on the common magic yeah. items list, right? Yeah, I, I think we're going to use the common magic item list in 8th edition because the common magic item list in 6th uh, edition have, like, no items at all. We want it to be a common yeah. item because using... Uh, if, if I use the Fellblade and, and the Puritan Empire army gets it, it's like, why would they field a Skaven weapon of war? Why? Yeah, exactly. Anywho, uh, that's what we're fighting about, an old relic. And one more thing, given that this was a special scenario, all of the combat phases were fought in all of the turns. Oh yeah. So like Yeah. So me and Krell fought in Chris' combat phase, so it was a lot of combat in this game. Thankfully, otherwise that game would have taken forever to finish. Oh yeah, yeah, it would have. Yeah, so should we just, basically, for my part, what I did turn one was, for some godforsaken reason, I deviated the majority of my resources into attacking Jimmy. So my graveguard, who are super slow, veered off to the right to fight off against one of Jimmy's blocks of Skaven. Uh, and so did my other group of skeleton. The main bulk of my skeletons marched forward with my wolves, who then died immediately. Whereas the rest of my skeletons uh, with my necromancer kept advancing forwards towards the walls, where <laughs> Chris wisely decided to put a bunch of handgunners and a mage 
soul bright wizard kept a lonely vigil on the well, walls of the abbey. Crossbowmen, and they were way more oh, useful yeah. than the wizard. The wizard, channeling channeling the winds of magic, decided to light himself on fire and hurt himself. And then then he actually cast Flame Wall on me, and it was going to hit like 15 dudes, and I dispelled it with a spell scroll, whereupon Chris looked very dejected. That was third and three, and it was the only successful spell I actually almost got off. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. At this juncture... Didn't you guys manage to cast your spells? Actually, I did. And we'll get back to that. At this juncture, I decided that Jimmy had more or less ignored me because I was not a viable threat, so I made my Graveguard veer off to the front, which meant that I really don't know how to move in 6th edition or any edition of Warhammer Fantasy. So I basically spent the game trying to navigate them like a drunk captain trying to steer a destroyer battleship around a very small gulf. So I tried to make a U-turn, which took took me three turns. I did not have any spells to help me because all the spells I had could raise skeletons. And at that juncture, some disturbing gray blur zoomed past all my troops and wound up inside of the abbey where he proceeded to wreak havoc. And 50 angry, insane skavens kept advancing, just destroying everything in their path. Oh yeah, they were kind of crazy. So So now let's take the battle from your point of view, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Well, the battle from my point of view was like, I also divided my my force. Uh, Half of my force were aimed towards the abbey and half towards Krell's undead. But I noticed his undead are kind of slow, so I kind of veered off with some of my Skaven troops only. Everything but the Skaven slaves, right? Uh, I I think I sent forth a unit of uh, clan rats to him. Yeah, 30 clan rats with hand weapon shield. And my 50-man unit of clan rats went up towards the abbey, and two turns in a row, I got to cast a spell Death Frenzy on them. So the first time you cast Frenzy on a unit, they get Frenzy. This spell is not a remains a spell spell. You can't dispel it afterwards. If they get Frenzy, they get Frenzy. And then I can, then I can cast a spell on them again. And if you cast Death Frenzy on a unit that already has Frenzy, they get plus two attacks instead of normal plus one. But at the end of each given turn, they no at the end of each turn, so uh, between the turns, turn one, two, three, four, and five, etc. They lose D3 clan rats. And if you're sitting at home right now thinking like, that sounds horrible. Didn't Christopher and Krell know about this? Yes, we did, because Jimmy explained it to us several times, and yet we opted not to spell this. Opted slash failed to. Yeah, you failed. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I just don't want him to throw scary shit at me or like raise a swarm. And Jimmy's like, are you sure? They get frenzy. I'm like, well, you're all the way over on that side of the table. Let Christopher handle it. And Christopher's like, dispel, dispel, dispel. No dice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my 50-man unit of clan rats, they wrecked havoc on Chris's left flank until there was a cannon and two grape shots. At the end of the game, yeah. Uh, so from 50 men strong, they went to like, I think, 11 or 12 at the end. That was Chris both grape shots and myself killing my own guys from using Death Frenzy. Don't you dare put down the efforts of the great swords. They killed one Skaven. Yeah, they did. In a challenge. Yeah. And they held for one turn and then they fled. With their stubborn leadership eight. Lovely. Cowards, I say. The rat people are real. It's a real threat. 
the reason, as we're going say, say, said earlier, that since you fight in every combat phase, goes yeah. a lot quicker. And that's why they all yeah. were dead, like in turn one. Yeah. Otherwise, they would probably yeah. held two or three combats yeah. because that's what it actually was. Yeah. Uh, so then my. I don't remember what my Warplastic Cannon did, if it even did anything. I can tell you what it did. It just killed some undead. Yeah, it killed some undead, and it also killed a couple of knights until it fled. And it was overrun. You killed a couple of Graveguard, but not as many as I thought you would. Yeah. My shooting wasn't the best, except, uh, well, when I had cast my Death Prince twice on my Clan Rats, Gnark was thinking, like, well, I'm not going to stand around these crazy dudes. They might kill me any time. So I skittled him out of the unit and started wreaking havoc with the spell Vermintide. I always hated the spell Vermintide before. Uh, I, will, I have always been a fan of uh, uh, Warp Lightning because uh, if you ask Niklas, he loves Warp Lightning too, especially the level 2 one. Uh, anyhow, uh, the spell Vermintide is uh, you place the large blast marker on the... Uh, caster which is a grazier and then you shoot this blast marker off 4d6 any unit it touches takes 2d6 strength two hits and uh well this spell kind of killed a bright wizard because he was all alone i couldn't target him because it was close to a unit but once the blast marker hit him he couldn't save himself from it and I've been killing He was things. already wounded, given that it yeah. had a fire yeah, turn or so true. earlier. I got respect for, for this spell and this combination from this game, because it was, it was truly fun to just pop up everywhere, skitter-leaping around all the time, and casting Vermintide. It was jolly good fun. What do you say, guys? I'm sorry, I had to mute my microphone, because I was just screaming and rocking a cradle position. I mean... <laughs> Initially, Christopher's plan of dividing us and keeping us on each end seemed to turn out quite well. Uh, unfortunately, by turn three, the necromancer the Ashenborn had come to the north end of the table, and he had come in full force. What I should probably mention by now is that I did four invocations of Nehek, and rolling two dices, uh, I, I think I averaged on raising no less than 10 skeletons every time. So at one juncture, I was literally raising the undead faster than Christopher could kill me. I even raised, at the end of the game, I even raised a new unit of 12 spearmen. I had to use Christopher's models because somehow my main unit had gone way beyond 35. So basically my necromancer was, he got into contact with Christopher's general uh, he opted out of a challenge, and then I won that combat somehow. And Chris and Jimmy tried to like sit me down on a chair, give me a cup of coffee, wrap me in a blanket, and told me that I now won because Christopher ran away automatically and died. And like that can't be right. And they're like, well, fear is super useful in sixth edition. I'm like, but wait, I don't get it. No, you won that combat. Okay. So suddenly I had a huge block of 30 plus skeletons plus a necromancer in Christopher's end zone. Uh, which was super confusing to me because it seemed like the game was going to hell, particularly when my grave guard tried to fight some Skaven. The game and... was going to Krell. <laughs> yeah, all things are looking Krell. And yeah, so, my now my, yeah. so, no, so now my part of the battle will be really interesting to tell. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> How was things going for you, Chris? Just finished this and uh, I'll just cut it and put it in before. But all of Krell was deceived. For in the land of editing another thing was formed. 
and the podcast wasn't cut in order and Krell fell under the control of the one master ring, I mean. Editor. Oh yeah, please, please do. Because my grave guards, uh, who I thought were going to be really heavy hitters, got into combat with some Skaven. And then my vampire killed like two Skaven, and my grave guard killed a bunch of Skaven. And then he hit back, and I lost combat, but I think free. And due to 6th edition, I crumbled. And my vampire crumbled as well. So almost oh, the entire yeah. unit died due to morale. 200 points just in the trash. It was a nice crumble. That's the <laughs> it, way the cookie crumbles. I really like like the, are you sure you want to do this? Are you <laughs> really like, sure you want to do this? This is like when you have one of those ideas and someone's telling you, are you sure you want to do this? And you know they're a good friend, but you look at them like, you're trying <laughs> to have a go at me, <laughs> aren't think, you? Do you think I'm stupid or what? <laughs> Christopher, I done woke up and used my thinking brain real good here. Uh, and I didn't. So I lost that unit super fast. And yeah, then I had a bunch of skeletons in end zone and everything was looking krell. I had more skeletons than I knew what to do with, so I even raised a new unit. And then Christopher. The battle was really interesting, given that I only had a unit and a character on the table when we started, because that was the scenario. Uh, my entire army had to move on after that. So I started with, uh, basically started with moving on my army slowly, putting the knights to one flank and the greatswords on the other, and uh, securing the entire abbey with the infantry and then i saw that they just had to declare move on declare a charge because there were some tempting wolves in the middle and the glorious uh, inner circle knights of the, the glorious knights of the panther just saw the wolves and charged and, and then there were just some mushed up wolves on the ground and they kept charging which was quite interesting so that was the highlight of my game <laughs> <laughs> no you have another one well, well I, have, I i already mentioned it but yeah well, after that, uh, rapes shots. The battle for the Abbey was always meant to be defensive, and uh, all of them had to basically make their the last stand with the great swords holding up and teasing the large blob of Skaven that outnumbered them five to one, uh, just out of formation. So they were charging towards the board edge instead of inside the Abbey, which was really helpful to keep them out of there for longer and keep them later on in position for the guns. And there were, the infantry did what the infantry did, which was basically stand around and then died and then run away. They held fast. You can't, you can't argue about that. Time becomes a bit uh, different when we fight, fight like this. Uh, so what usually might have been like in turn four before something really died or run away was in the middle of turn two all of a sudden because all of the fighting has been going on. The knights did what they did. They rode and tried to get as many Skavens in the backfield as they could. Uh, the cannon managed to kill off most of uh, the Yasail teams before uh, making them flee. Yeah, in turn two. And I really, really liked a perfectly placed cannonball that took out uh, your rattling gun. Oh yeah, it was bloody glorious. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. It was really... Did that just happen? That, it can't go this well for me. And then the knights decided to charge down the Warp Lightning Cannon as well. Yeah, and it and it didn't flee far enough because Warp Lightning Cannons have to flee as a charge reaction every time. Yeah, but you did try to shoot them off, but you could only take like one knight at a time. Yeah, yeah and given because that you aligned them so good. Yeah, and uh, given that they are a lance weapon... It basic well, lance weapon is the 30k term, but uh, basically draw a line and everything under it get hit. It, yeah. You managed to hit one knight and two units of undead behind. It was yep. really, really nice. <laughs> that was sad, yeah. But sadly, it wasn't uh, going the way 
that the Empire men really wanted. And uh, as we can, we can put it like this, they did a tactical retreat off the table to fight another day, leaving the Abbey unoccupied for now. But in reality, they basically just fled or died, except the knight yeah. and the cannon. I mean, story-wise, they had to fight two things that they have been told the entire life barely exist and will never really occur in front of them. Suddenly, a huge fucking horde of undead vampires has risen from the sanctified gardens of Moor, and then suddenly, yeah. abhorrent beast meant, oh shit, it's actually rat folks, it's a real thing, and they've got a cannon appears. I mean, it's enough to test the courage of any true-born empire man. That's correct. So, story-wise, towards the end of the game, I think Jimmy had his immortal fucking 40 <laughs> frenzying skaven dudes and he had his gray seer gnock who was taking no shit whatsoever yeah i had two units of skeleton and a hedge necromancer so the things were not looking good we actually calculated the points i think i had the most victory points uh, yeah you had the most victory points because you killed so fucking much yeah mm-hmm. but i had the most scoring units in the end zone which didn't matter because you'd murdered so much yes yep. so much yeah. And the end, well, the capture point was contested by all three players as well. Yeah, no yeah. one had it by himself. No, so that was uh, discounted from the end victory. But the moral victory and actually. I, goes and on. I also, I also need to to say, I also had the most banners. I, I I don't remember if it was four, but I think I had four banners total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. You had one of mine for sure. Yeah. You did get one for the swordsmen. You did not get one for the great swords because they didn't have any, I think. Those those skavens looked like manic hoarders just basically collecting pieces of cloth to redecorate. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, what did you guys think of the game? It was great fun. Uh, it was I chaotic fun. Yeah, chaotic fun. I loved our little narrative in it uh, because it fits so well with the, like, uh, to me, it was the undead who pushed the attack in my clan rats. And uh, well, my, my scale was like, shit, they're attacking now. We've been planning to attack next week. We have to do it now. So, <laughs> sneak, they, sneak, kill, kill. so they they take this as an opportunity because they knew we can take on the Empire forces by ourselves. But if these undead also attack, we might gain the advantage. And so we did. Classic vampire count asshole behavior because my (laughs) necromancer and my vampire was scheming against one another and inevitably they had to push the attack before anyone was ready and the scaven were pulled in (laughs) on as well. So basically the men of the empire were caught in like a bizarre free way of getting hurt and not just feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just you wait until I get get a new territory for my scaven so I can build a chieftain or something. Then he will plot against Gnock. Trust me. I, I just feel bad for the bright wizard who's obviously like meditating the ruminations of the universe and oh shit, I need to get my pants on and get on the field. <laughs> yeah, it was just a visiting wizard that just <laughs> felt like uh, going to the inn or something like that and the village at the abbey and all of a sudden everything I've ever, ever feared has come alive and it's here today. I imagine it being like, you know, we've got a dedicated role-playing group and you have someone who's like visiting, like a cousin or someone who role-plays and they're like, um, you can play like the visiting bright wizard. Oh yeah, what do I do? Uh, here's your character sheet. And since you're just visiting, we can't give you any cool gear. So you don't have any like bound spells, but um, you're relaxing at the tavern when your friends come to gather you. Oh, cool. And then like suddenly Skaven, suddenly undead. Well, there's no mimics here, are they? <laughs> Uh, what did you guys learn from the game? Like, what would you have improved about your armies? Which I know is hard for you, Chris, because it's an NPC I, army. I would improve it by having my own army the next time. Good point. And uh, may- maybe having more than 
10 minutes to familiarize myself with the Empire Army and the army list. Me, myself, I think I would have, uh, well, no. I'm kind of perfect with, with how I feel it. I, I, I liked it. I liked how I feel my army. I wouldn't change anything. And I the only thing is that I rolled badly, re- really, really poorly with my uh, Giselles. That's it. Yeah, but that's out of your hand. Yeah, I shouldn't roll dice at all. How about you, Krill? I would probably, for the next turn, I have recruited my Necrock Thrall, who will be leading the army, and I'm going to have... He's not leading it, it's still your Necromancer. No, because the Necromancer is going to go to the front lines. So the Necrock (laughs) is going to lead the army. (laughs) So you're going to kill him off. (laughs) No, he's going to explore new exciting avenues of his career, leading something. Um, but I'm probably gonna equip my dudes and possibly take like a lord choice because that seemed to work out well. I I don't know. I'm I'm two ways because I really want to bring the wolves. Also, but also, also remember, you're stuck with the same magic items until you get a new territory. Well, I don't have a lot of magic items, so <laughs> they they did. Uh, but also, I'll I'll give him power stone. Also, I think. I don't know. I'm in two minds. What do you guys think? I have two blocks of skeletons and some wolves. I really like the wolves, even though they have ambiguous use every time I've used them. Uh, but maybe I should have well, like one big squad of skeletons instead? Nah, you can always make them big. Yeah, make them bigger. Um, Having two I, units I, makes them more versatile because then they can move in different directions and stuff like that. And then you can uh, boost them up so, when it's gone. Yeah. Uh, the, the trick about using the wolves, are they fast cavalry? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the trick is about is to use them in the right way, like uh, keep them close to your general so you can march in the beginning. I mean, they have they they have move nine, so they march eighteen goddy bloody inches. Don't put them in front of inner circle knights. Yeah. Uh, try try to get them to outflank units and flank charge them because you are fast cavalry you can just walk straight up and turn sideways like no one's business and uh, try it's 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 hard to say to try to play the defensive game because you don't have any shooting so you have to be on the offensive side this time yeah that's pretty much how you have to play your skeletons it's hard to be defensive unless you have like a dude at the back constantly raising new units i i I know you have a couple of uh, uh ghouls no, Not a couple. just no. Tons of them. I have over 40, yes. Uh, <laughs> I can see how that's relevant. Ghouls are kind of expensive, I think. They are awful in 6th edition. No, toughness yes, 4, are. poison attacks, 2 attacks each. They're human. They're alive. You keep forgetting that. Yeah, they are alive, but they're skirmishers, and you can use them as bait. They're expensive. They are... They are not super useful. I don't even think they're toughness they four. Are. I'm gonna have to check out that. They are. They are useful, and uh, as they are skirmishers, you can you run. Want me you to can make always. Them you can take you it. You can always run, even if you have enemies within eight inches of you. So you can run around enemies, keeping them from running, giving you giving you the the opportunity to march forward while the enemy had to walk. Otherwise, uh, do you have any giant bats yet? No. I have no bats, uh, no fell bats, no giant bats. And what's the last one? There's something more you can have that I don't have, I think. I have some black knights, but they're not really done. I'm going to do some blood dragon choices there. Ooh, cool. And I'm building my bones catapult. You heard it here first. Obviously, the bone catapult is for the campaign and not for general use. Yeah. Because you can't really have a bone catapult in the general 6th edition. But we talked about it. And since one of the territories I rolled up is a war machine, 
we're just going to give me the default catapult from or is ballista yeah. jimmy from the base uh, group book it's a it's a catapult just uh, if you ask me just use the rules and point costs from the tomb kings and uh, skip uh, i don't know uh, was this catapult a screaming skull catapult back in the old days too no. or was it just a catapult just catapult okay uh, i'm going to look into it for you yeah but this the is point cost i mean yeah i think this is a discussion we're going to continue off air oh yeah yeah. How about we make plans for another meeting? Sounds good. Uh, I'm open next year. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Just a note, this might be released after New Year's Eve, but it's technically recorded on the 28th. So next year is 2019 and not 2020. So in lieu of anything else on this, how about just uh, do we have any plans for next episode or will it be just let's see when it gets there? Weren't we supposed to finish reading a book until for this episode? Yeah, but that was for last episode as well. So it will be oh, done yeah. when it's done. I have yeah. read, <laughs> read a third of that book. Yeah, but it will be done when it's done. I just think, uh, yeah. do we have any plans or that we can tell anyone or will it just be there will be a report on uh, your you and Nicholas's little thing that you had yeah i think yeah it will be uh, i think the m- mostly we'll talk about everything in our battle report that we're writing up yeah but they still have some just re- talk and talk a bit about uh, what happened and uh, yeah. your thoughts about it and what yeah. you did because it's always yeah. interesting yeah and t- t- talk about all the preparations we did that could be fun yeah that's probably be in the next episode and uh, if uh, nothing else there might be well that's most probably going to be hobby talk and yep. uh, some uh, gray seer <laughs> or will there our reading schedules like the skaven deceitful and unreliable yeah pretty much but so uh, yeah that's it for me at least yeah and that's it for me yeah that's it for me too good night or good morning or whatever it is when you listen to this and see you in the next one Yeah, that griffin has fucking magnificent balls sculpted on it. Balls and dick. Full frontal nudity. <laughs>